What's up, guys, and welcome back to Sawyer Saloon. Tyler Jones, how are you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Too blessed to be stressed. How are you, Jacob? I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's, it's the quarantine's going on, but uh, most people have just been staying at home, not doing anything. But I've had a, I've had a few interesting things happen to me here recently, and I kind of want to, I want to get your take on these things. Yeah, man. Yeah, let them fly. So first thing, all right. So I'm at work, and I'm helping out a client, and the client's girlfriend is with him. Now. I do sales for Thicket, so I'm trying to get everything running through with the card, right? Mm -hmm. This guy's girlfriend comes up and goes, oh, babe, are we almost ready? And he was like, oh, yeah, we're almost ready. And it bit his lip like that, and I was like, what is this guy doing? So I'm trying to hurry up and get the card to go through. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's, it must be almost done. And starts rubbing his chest, chest down all the way, <laughs> like full flexibility of the arm up and down. Now, my question to you is, what do you do in this situation? If you're stuck in this situation, what's your first move? Well, hold on. I have to ask, I want to ask first, what does this guy look like? Is he like a typical backwoods, like beer gut, big no. truck driving type of guy? This dude is skinny. Think think Noah. He's like Noah's size. He's a little bit taller than me. He's probably a little bit taller than you. And he's got a bowl cut. Bowl cut. And some glasses, yes. And his glasses are like hanging off like this. Okay. So he's, so he's like, yes, I'll take those thicket glasses. That's, that's what this guy's like. Okay. What do you, what, what's, what's your move here? How do, you, how do you address this? Well, if I'm <laughs> – if I'm in like a decent mood, it kind of depends on what mood I'm in. All right. If I'm in a decent mood, like a normal mood, probably just try to, you know, get the car through for the guys so we can, you know, they can get on with their lives. Or if I feel like mess with the dude, then I'm going to sit there and purposely keep screwing up the card thing and just to see how far that girl would go with him right there in front of me. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so cringy, dude. You would let her get to like what fourth base in front of you? Like, I just want to see the lengths this girl's willing to go. Ugh. I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push the envelope here and see what's what's about to go down at their register. How how far are they willing to go before they get mad? That's just ugh, I couldn't do it, man. I was, they, <laughs> she was just barely touching him, and I had to hurry up and get him through. I couldn't imagine sitting there and egging it on. That's just weird, know. man. I don't know. <sighs> no, nah, man. I'm just kidding. I would definitely speed that process up for the dude. I mean, it would be it would be very uncomfortable to see that right in front of you. Like no matter in no matter what circumstance, like that's odd. So that that brings me to my second point. Kind of with with you know being comfortable in public. Let's say, let's say I go out. Like I like to unbutton my shirts. You know, show off a little chest hair. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that when I do it, but that's it's whatever. My question to you is how many buttons is too many buttons four. to unbutton? Four? Yep, that's the number. Why why four? Two. Okay. You know, one one is like you're shy. 
you know, if you got chest hair or or you or you got like a proper function, like 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 let's be real. Right. Two, you got two of them on button. You're you're okay with yourself a little bit. You know, it probably still looks good. Three, three, you're letting it flow. Right. Three, you're letting the chest hair air out. Yes, you let you're letting everybody in that place know that you got it and you're flaunting it. You're not afraid to show it. And you and you're inviting some girl's hand to come and, and rub rub right through it. <laughs> that's that's what you're doing with three. Now a four, four the shirt's halfway off, and now now you're just being, you know, gross. You're being unclassy. Three is like beginning of the night. You're swooping in to pick up the ladies. Four <laughs> is you struck out and have had so many beers that you're, you're <laughs> You're trying to relieve some of the heat is what you're trying to do. Four, you're drunk. Oh, yeah. And it's obvious. Let's let's put it that way. One, you you could almost like – you could almost just tell to see how drunk someone is by the number of uh, buttons they have unbuttoned. You know, they they started out the night with only one of them unbuttoned. Yeah. They When they left their house, only one of them. Two drinks in, another one comes off. Take some shots. Okay. You know, start talking to a girl. Three, you're feeling yourself. You got that three one going, but then you take some more shots. Yeah, and then and then you start swaying and slurring your words, and you start saying stuff, and you start texting your ex or something like that. Mm. The, the, yeah, you've got four. I feel I feel like like the women recognize it, but even the cops come, you know, because you're being belligerent, and they're going, "Ah, oh, this guy's got five buttons undone. He's gone." Just mm-hmm. throw them oh, in the back up. of the car. We got to get you home. You know? Dead giveaway. Ugh, such a dead giveaway. Now, what's worse, though? Ch- having your chest hair be shown or your back hair coming out oh. coming out the back? How oh, do you feel hair, about dude. that? Back hair, 100%. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's like, that's like the having your back hair shown is like the equivalent of having your like the top of your butt crack show out whenever you're like you're walking or something like a plumber's <laughs> crack. <laughs> That's disgusting, man. That's disgusting. Let's see. What do you think? Uh, dude, honestly, back, back hair is the worst. I remember me and my brother, we went to uh, Sears one time and this dude was getting – he was getting some outdoor tools. He was getting like a hammer and a saw. And he was standing in front of us, man. And you could just, uh, the hair was coming out of his back, like up, up the top. It's like he had a little bush. It was like, it was like, it was like crawling out almost. It was like, it was uh, like looping. Yes. It was like zombie, <laughs> it was like, zombie hands yeah. trying to get through the door. I wanted to tell him, look, dude, just, Put the hammer and the saw back and get some hedge trimmers because that's what you really need. <laughs> Should have done the guy's solid and been like, hey, man, look, bro, bro to bro right now. I'll help you out. <laughs> Let's go get this weed whacker. It's disgusting, man. You got to take care of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would, yeah. You, would you say if you wear – a shirt and you have it unbuttoned and you got some chest hair poking out, would you say it makes you look more Italian? Um, uh, possibly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have that Italian look about yourself, I think the chest hair could, could definitely play into that. Yeah. I think, you know, probably like, yeah, I could definitely enhance the look so to say, but I mean, what if it's blonde? <laughs> 
Oh no, 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 no blonde, no blonde. If if you're Italian, it's it's jet black. All right, it's got to be black. Okay. Yeah. Have okay. you ever met a blonde Italian guy? No, no. But I'm saying, like, what if the guy's like Swedish? This is true. See, this is different, but it's Swedish or Swedish mafia. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then they got like the music going on in the background. Yes. Okay. Swedish mafia. What is that? Oh, I know that's what a, that is. That's that band. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what that I thought. Don't you worry, child song. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not Italian. Totally Swedish. One hundred percent. But no, but you're right though. I get what you're saying. Yeah, uh, if if you're if you got any part of Italian in you and you got the Chester showing, you are a hundred percent more Italian. Okay, yeah, I thought because it's like three buttons, you're going out. Four buttons, you're way too drunk. Five buttons, you need to just be wearing a tracksuit. I mean, come on. If you got five buttons, you might as well take the whole thing off. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Let's be real here. You know, I uh, growing up, I told my mom this. I said, growing up, uh, mom, if I could be anything else besides uh, my background's like English, French. Said, look, if I could be anything else, I would love to be Italian. I would just love to be Italian. Why is that? I don't know if. Well, see, I grew up Italian uh, because I watched all of the mafia movies and stuff growing up, and that's that's pretty much what I that's what I based everything off of. You know, the macho guy. The you know, I just there's something about it. I tell you what, I watched The Irishman the other day for the second time, and three and a half hours. I loved every second of it. I felt like a kid <laughs> in a candy store, man. I've uh, it's been a while since we've had a good gangster film came out, and that came out, and I absolutely loved it. I was eating it up. I fixed myself a bowl of cereal. I felt like I was ten again. I mean, did you even watch the director's cut? I, if they have a director's cut, you bet your ass I'm watching it. Uh, they do. They have two versions of it. Yeah. Whoa, well, they okay. have like the regular, they have like the normal version, like non-director's cut, and they right. have the uh, like the extended cut, like with the commentary and stuff on it. Bro, I didn't know they had this. Okay, is it on Netflix? I think so. Yeah. Oh my god, I know what I'm doing after I get off this. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, dude. Martin Scorsese is just everything he does is just gold. So, what other movies does does Scorsese have? Bro, Scorsese's got. He started off with like. Dude, Mean Streets and Taxi Driver. I haven't seen Mean Streets, but I've seen Taxi Driver, and that's where Joker gets a lot of its inspiration from. And okay. it's basically about a guy who's he's got, you know, something's wrong with him uh mentally. And he ends up like stalking this girl that he really likes because like he doesn't know how to approach it. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, like four or five years. So I might be botching this. Uh, but I know at the end, like he ends up saving this girl who was like a prostitute and kills her pimp. And so he's like hailed as a hero. And, but I, something, something about it. Like, like, yeah, everybody thought he was a hero, but it was almost like the movie ended showing that he was going to do more crazy stuff after that. Like, I don't, dude, it was, it was very mind boggling. Cause I don't, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. So it's, it probably messed it up a little bit, but he's got that. He's got a dude, 
Goodfellas, Casino. Right now. Oh, yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, okay. That's big. That's that's huge. All right. Martin Scorsese, yeah, his movies. You have Goodfellas. Okay, Taxi Driver looks wild. It is. Uh, It's very good. Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed. You see The Departed? I love The Departed. Dude, that is a that that's a pretty crazy movie. Not gonna lie, that that's yeah, that's not Shutter Island. Have you seen Shutter Island? Uh, so funny story about Shutter Island. Whenever the movie came out, I found out that it was a, a book originally. So okay. I was reading the book, and spoiler alerts to anybody who's watching, you may want to skip ahead a little bit. I was in uh, I was in Boy Scouts whenever I was younger. And the guy who was like leading the track we were doing or whatever, I was like, Yeah, I'm reading Shutter Island. He said, dude can you believe how crazy that is that he was really crazy the whole time? <laughs> and I was like, uh, well, I'm 50 pages in, but that's insane. You know, and he was like, Oh yeah, probably shouldn't have said that. And I was like, yeah, probably not, man. Uh, yeah. Gee, thanks buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I bought it and it's literally one of those movies that I really want to watch, but I've just mm-hmm. never gotten around to watching it. But uh, I, I already know it's going to be fantastic. I mean, Ben Kingsley, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude, it's crazy, too, because, like, um, there's a lot of details that Scorsese has in that movie that kind of shows that, that yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio is the crazy dude. Like, even – like, it kind of it hints at it the whole time. Like, like, they never allow any of the guys or any of the inmates to have fire. And so you'll notice that whenever – every time Leonardo DiCaprio – smokes a cigarette someone else lights it for him mm-hmm. that's like like one of the details and then there's a, there's a couple others in there too that fall along that same line but uh but yeah dude it's a great movie though awesome movie definitely caught me by surprise first time i saw it oh yeah fantastic and dude just the departed man i could watch that i'll go back to it but i could just watch that movie over and over and over again did you you ever seen shark tank i mean uh, shark tail yes he's the uh he's the puffer fish Oh, okay, okay. So he's not the director of it. He's he's just in it. Yeah, I don't think he was. He may have been like a producer or something, but I don't think he was the director. He was. Uh, so we always we always quote that scene because he's Will Smith is like talking to him because he owns the car wash, and he's like, "Yeah, there's all these people. Then there's you." And he's like, "Yeah, then there's me." And he goes, "No, no, no, no. There's a whale poop. Then there's you." <laughs> and that was Martin Scorsese the entire time. Dude, yeah, okay, okay, that's. That's funny. That's a good, that's a good, that, that's also a good movie too. That's a good animated movie. It is, dude. Speaking about another great film person, Will Smith. Fantastic yeah. man. I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. I am Legend, Men in Black, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What's that movie with his son, where they're both in space and he gets injured? After Earth. That movie's great. I haven't seen that one. Dude, check it out. Dang, you didn't even see any. You read the title. Damn. Uh, yeah. Damn. But uh, dude, that's if yeah. If you don't want to watch that Irishman uh, movie tonight, dude, After Earth definitely recommend that. That movie's crazy. So what is it about? So he Will Smith plays like this lieutenant or captain in like this space fleet type thing, or like like futuristic America, so to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're transporting this creature this monster or whatever. And uh, this is like a, this creature like killed a ton of people back in like their city they lived in. And uh, 
they're transporting away to like this new planet or something like to get rid of it and they crash i don't know how i think they go through like a asteroid belt or something they crash but um this creature like gets loose and now it's loose on this planet well when they crashed the whole crew died except for will smith and his son and will smith like i said is a captain but he is now and he's like a legend too like he's like battle hardened you know Mm -hmm. he's got all the skills um and he's broke his leg really bad and he can't leave the ship and so but his son is like you know probably teenage teenage years whatever his son always wants to be like his dad and so he um you know he want he has to go pretty much kind of hunt this thing down now it's kind of good versus evil where the evil's kind of like this beast mm-hmm. and um he's gotta, go, he's gotta go hunt it down and it's and the whole pretty much the whole movie is about uh you know jaden smith's overcoming his personal obstacles to try to track this beast down and because like he had tried to be in the space force fleet or whatever and kind of got rejected and because like he didn't have like the qualification for like the physical needs and like he didn't pass like the physical test and like mental tests and stuff for it mm-hmm. and so now i was like having to overcome all these inner uh demons and personal issues and like kind of to save his dad and then like to you know try to kill this beast i don't want to tell you how it ends you know i don't want to say if he actually does it or not because it's 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 nuts it's crazy why doesn't he just leave it there? Because Why don't they, they just leave? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I left that part out. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So they crashed on this island or the, this, they crashed on this planet mm-hmm. and there's like a beacon on there, kind of like a flare gun equivalent that you can just shoot up in the air. Well, that beacon is like on the, like hundred miles away or, you know, super far away. And Jaden has to go get this beacon to shoot it off the highest mountain so that they can have reinforcements come in. But the beast or the monster thing is like crashed with that beacon. Gotcha. Or something like that. But anyways, great movie, dude. I don't want I don't want to give too many details away, but it's it's really good. Right, don't don't I'm gonna have to check it out for sure. He dies. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know a crazy story that guy that same guy who ruined the book for me and the movie mm-hmm. yeah he was uh everybody thought that he was like crazy and he told i don't know if it's like just because we were kids and he was trying to make himself seem crazy and that was like his character to everybody but this guy told me that he said i'm not with the he always wore sunglasses <laughs> like no matter every time i saw him he's just wearing these sunglasses i never saw him without him and so he's got his sunglasses on and he's like, yeah, I don't even stay with the rest of the counselors. I have my own tent in the woods. I don't trust anybody else. And I was like, okay. And he was like, yeah, I have a defense mechanism. You want to hear it? And of course, 10 year old, he's like, yeah, tell me. And so he said, I take these sticks and I sharpen them. And I uh, dip them in feces from the outhouse, stick them in the ground. That way, in case anybody tries to sneak up on me, it stabs their foot and they get an infection. Double whammy. And I was like, whoa, of course, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, that guy was full of shit. But back (laughs) then, I had no clue. That's, That's disturbing. 
I was gonna say I started watching Workaholics. I don't know if you ever seen that show. I've I've seen a couple episodes of it, man. It's uh, it was it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It's definitely funnier. Like I think the older we get, yeah. Like it's not like a, I don't know. It's kind of like The Office, but like I guess the, I think just a little more twisted. Stoner. Yeah, yeah. That that's a good, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, a little, a little more stoner. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, you about to say? Uh. I was going to bring up extraction, but you bring up a good point on this workaholics. I don't I never found the stoner comedy very funny. Like Seth Rogen and mm-hmm. Dave Franco or James Franco. Mm-hmm. I just never found the movies very funny at all. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't really think you're a big stoner either. So <laughs> I, I think, I think their movies kind of just apply to a certain audience. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah, your take on that? Um, you know, I mean, I think some of their stuff's pretty funny. I mean, it's just it's oh, it's kind of slapstick humor. You know, it's, yeah. You know, it's kind of you know, it's dumb funny. But um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of I grew up with watching that stuff, and I mean, I don't mind it. I th- I like Seth. Everything's funny. I like his laugh. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. that. <laughs> uh, you know, what a laugh. And, uh, no, I like Seth Rogen. Um, I like his movies. You know, I've never been one on drugs by any means, or you know, weed or any of that. But uh, I still think it's funny. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's all about like what what you find funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't it's know all about you, your sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. Like, I do, I love Super Troopers. I think that movie is so hilarious. I don't. I know I brought up yeah. Super Troopers too a while ago. Dude, it's so it's it might as well call Rob Lowe Jake the Snake in that movie. He uh <laughs> he's like so they find out in the second one they find out oh, you've seen the first one, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen the second one though. Okay. So in the second one, they find out that their city in Vermont is actually a part of Canada because there's some like dispute among the border or whatever. So they they end up like riding with all the mounties and rob lowe's like the mayor of the town and but he owns a strip club and like this like naked lady and a naked guy walk up and rob lowe's like oh what just this, this uh just make you uncomfortable he's like doing this like really bad canadian accent and then they're like they're like uh yeah we're a little uncomfortable about it and he's like oh it's just it's just a little thing and he like <laughs> grabs it and starts shaking it around on the other guy and it was it was very awkward <clears throat> but uh <laughs> great movie great movie for sure really? uh, okay not one for the family but uh still still a good one still good, good i'll one. keep that in mind i won't bring it up to my parents then yeah yeah i would not yeah but speaking of movies man dude this movie extraction now i know we talked a little bit about it before the podcast mm-hmm. so chris hemsworth one of the Russo brothers was a writer on it. So the guys, guys who did Endgame and the two good Captain America movies, the first one was good too, but these were phenomenal, the second two. Mm-hmm. So they have a scene in there, and this is one of the reasons why I compare it to John Wick. It is a 11-minute – it starts with a car chase and then ends with like them going through some buildings and them being attacked by – 
So like Chris Hemsworth has to protect his kid. He has to extract him. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing this kid and like all the cops are bad. It's in India. It's like everyone's been bought up by this drug lord. So the cops are chasing after him. And then there's like another assassin who's, who's chasing after them who works for the kid's dad. And so they're like going through, they do this whole sequence. It's 11 minutes long and it's all done in one shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they have to get every single sequence in this, in this scene right all 11 minutes and they do it. I'm talking like the cameraman's hopping in and out of cars, jumping across buildings, like insane. Holy crap. Insane. Dude, dude, I have some mad respect for the actors that do that. That you know, you, you have to be perfect to do that. I mean, like the, your your like your timing and everything, mm-hmm. not only yours but everyone else's on the set has to be perfect. I don't know if you've seen The Witcher, uh, that show on Netflix yet. Yeah. Okay, so you know, uh, whenever he kills um that chick, like in the second episode or like that, but it's it's a it's a it's a fight scene. It's all just kind of shot in one and also in one shot. Mm-hmm. Like it's in the town. Yeah. Okay. So he, J, Henry Cavill, whatever his name is, is that what it, Henry Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Okay. So they he did an interview, and he kind of like, kind of said the same thing you did. He's like, you know, we did this all in one shot, um, and and talking about how hard it is, and he, and he kind of showcases how truly difficult it is to do something like that on one shot like like his like that interview really like makes you respect just how much effort and focus is put into that actual production because it, if if one person screws it up the whole thing's shot that's it like everything yeah, else is done yeah, yep and they've wasted a bunch of time on it. now they gotta restart it dude that's crazy though it is have you have you heard of this movie 1917 yeah um who directed that it was uh, uh sam mendes Yes, Sam yeah, Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, he created one of the best James Bond movies, Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he also created one of the worst James Bond movies, Spectre. But, you don't like Spectre? Dude, it was all right. I, I liked it because it was James Bond, but it left me wanting a lot more. They could have done a lot more with Christoph Waltz. I mean, after seeing him in Django Unchained, yeah. and mainly Django Unchained, dude, he is just such a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he is. And, he won awards for that. Yeah, he did. And he well, well deserved. Well deserved. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, that inglorious bastards just he's very mm-hmm. he's a very intimidating guy. And then Inspector, yeah. not intimidating at all. Yeah, yeah, he played the you know the little brother that or the the older brother that kind of got pushed out of the nest. Yeah, you know, and now he wants to take it out. And now he's like, yeah, he's like this super head, you know, head honcho of a evil regime, evil a secret secret evil corporation. And now, yeah, 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 they could have definitely done a lot more with it. In fact, like I'm a huge fan of Christoph Waltz. And I think you'll agree with me on this, but they should not have cast him in that role. I think that if they'd have gone a different direction with him and made him more intimidating then yes like the scene where he's got the where he's drilling into his head that mm-hmm. was really good i thought that mm-hmm. was good yeah but okay so why do you think that they shouldn't have cast him i just don't think that fits his uh his persona like yeah. every character that he's ever played has just way more depth and you know kind of more layers 
to it. Whereas I feel like this, his character inspector was just kind of like, Hey, I'm the little brother. I'm going to try to kill you. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it was like, it was kind of like a, I don't want to call it a cheap, you know, a cheap spot for him, but they could have done a lot more with it. Like you're saying. And, and yeah, they did. And I like I'm trying to think who would have, who would have been a better villain in, yeah. that, in that sense. Like, uh, I don't know who, who would have, who would have been a good villain I'm trying to think. I don't know. I just think the character itself was poorly written. I think they just have to kind of redo the character. Not not necessarily Blowfield himself. Now, here's the thing. I have seen all 24 James Bond movies that have come out. Not the 25th one because it got pushed back, unfortunately. But And we and Mom are actually – we've been rewatching them. Yeah, dude, same. Yeah, well, I, just, I just rewatched all of them like last week. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, so you get, so you know the whole like Spectre with Sean Connery, and you know he was like Spectre, and then Blowfield eventually. And so it's kind of, I think it's cool how it's almost like redoing it, like the first two it, with Daniel Craig and with Sean Connery were both like building up to Spectre. Okay, I've actually, I actually haven't seen the ones with Sean Connery. I've, 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 I've not seen those. I started with Pierce Brosnan's, and then okay, I got you, I got you. So. There's 24 movies up mm-hmm. until The Living Daylights, which was the first one with Timothy Dalton. They were all based off of the books. Some of them they just pulled the names from. Some of them they completely changed what was going on in the movie, whatever. So they so up until then, so that was like I think like 18. So like the the six that they had with Sean Connery they were all like about Blowfield and about Spectre, except for the third one. The third one was about, the third one's called Goldfinger. And so it's about this guy who's, he's got a stockpile of gold and he's trying to blow up Fort Knox. So that way his gold becomes more valuable, whatever. Really good movie. One of the best. Okay, I've seen that one. Yeah. So, but that's what they did with, with uh, Daniel Craig's too. They had the first two were like geared towards Spectre and, you know, and so Casino Royale has been the only book or has been the only movie since that Living Daylights that has actually been based off a book. And Casino Royale was actually the very first book that came out. And I read it, I actually got done reading it a couple of weeks ago. And it's very, it's, it's so much like what you see in the movie. It was, it was really good. I like following along with it. Cause I was like, all right, this is about to happen. This is about to happen. So it was super cool. And okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So, but they kind of like restarted the whole Spectre thing. And then the third one was Skyfall, and which mm-hmm. most people consider to be the best. So I think it's cool how they like parallel each other. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. What'd you think of Quantum of Solace? thought it was all right. Yeah. It was okay. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Craig can't have two consistently good movies. So that's why I'm hoping yeah. based off of what's been happening, No Time to Die is going to be fantastic. So yeah, I'm surprised he's doing it. Uh, he came out in an interview like two years ago or something like that. And he was like, "Hey, uh, I would rather die than do another one." Yeah, I would rather like that. Yeah. I would rather slit my wrists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, that's what it was. I'd rather slit my wrists than do another James Bond movie. Insane man, and he's so good at it too. Oh, he's it's perfect. almost like, geez, that makes you like love the character but hate him. You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. The thing is about Daniel Craig too is that when he first got that. um got that role as James Bond, like mm-hmm. for, for Casino Royale. A lot of critics and a lot of people came out and said that this is a horrible, horrible choice. 
Like he's gonna like they did not think it was gonna go in the direction that it did. And even um even Daniel Craig, when he got hired on as the role, uh he he told the producers and like I forgot who the head lady was. Uh forgot her name. But he told it's, her he was uh, like Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know what it was. It was but, Fleming's uh, daughter, Ian Fleming's it, not Ian Fleming, but yeah, I know who you're talking about Broccoli's okay. daughter. Yeah. And uh he told him he was like, Look, I'm not Sean Connery and I'm not Pierce Brosnan. He's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not those guys. If you're looking for a James Bond like that, I'm not your guy. And they're like, yeah, we know. So nice. I'm, I'm interested to see who the next James Bond's going to be. Who do you think it, it will be? I don't know, man. I'm in a uh, James Bond Facebook group because I just oh. like seeing all the, the background and the information. But every day, man, somebody's posting, who do you think should be the new next Bond? Here's my pick for the next James Bond. Here's my review of this movie. And I'm like, oh, bro, get a life. <laughs> get a <Yep>. life. <laughs> but, uh, ah, dude, honestly, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to see Clive Owen. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Mr. I, Mr. Smoke and Aces. Yeah. And we, we saw a little bit of it in uh, <laughs> The Pink Panther whenever he was 006. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and he slides yep. in he's like ah you're double o he said ah no that's a big guy yeah classic <laughs> movie man just now steve martin what a character i mean i love them yeah any, any movie he has it, it it's kind of like adam sandler and i don't mean to compare them because they make two different types of movies but their movies are like you watch them and like there's nothing big, nothing heavy. It's just fun the entire yeah. movie through. And that's one yeah. of the things I remember watching Grown Ups, and I was like, I would love to be on the cast of Grown Ups because I know that this movie's ridiculous. It got destroyed by critics, but they had mm-hmm. so much fun making this movie. You could just tell. And ask anybody you know, they're gonna say, I loved it. it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, seriously, uh, Grown Ups, and then kind of like another like a feel good like kind of family good movie like that with talking about Steve Martin, mm-hmm. dude, cheaper by the dozen. Oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, fantastic, great movie. That that's a good one to rewatch too. Like like all especially like all of those characters that were in that movie. I mean, they're all they all went off into their own careers. Yeah, for real, for real. That's so that's so I'm great. Trying to think, um, you mentioned Adam Sandler. So did you hear about whenever? Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we're just gossiping here about movies. Um, I, I, I <laughs> love talking about movies. For sure. Uh, did you hear what Adam Sandler said, though, about if he didn't win awards for Uncut Gems, what he's going to do? Yeah, what did, what did he say? He said he was going to purposely make the worst movie ever. <laughs> or he came out, it was something along those lines. It was, it was something like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and just make just a, like, just uh, a god-awful movie. Well, I guess we're getting Jack and Jill too then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think he knows it too. He knows that Jack and Jill sucks. Oh yeah, Jack and Jill is reg- I, like I can't tell you how many top ten lists I've seen, and it's like the top ten worst movies, and Jack and Jill is right there at the top. Always, it's cringy. It's weird. <sighs> it's like the producers were high or just not there whenever they were like, you know, hey, like like they never stopped and thought about what they're actually doing. Yeah, Adam Sandler yeah. playing himself and his twin sister. It was one of those where, like, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Exactly. Your scientists were so worried about what they could do, they didn't stop to think whether or not they should. What's that from? 
Jurassic Park. There we go. That's uh, Jeff Jeff Goldblum, huh? Now he's just too busy doing apartments.com. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum, man. He's he's just yeah. such a, a weird guy that he's mm-hmm. just so fun to watch. Yeah. He, he's got a show on uh, – it came out on Disney Plus because they have Nat Geo. So it like came out through Nat Geo, but it was a Disney Plus show where it was like Jeff Goldblum – he like does whatever with the world and he just like explores different things. I saw that. Yeah. Just, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did one with some shoes and this dude makes customized shoes for like the biggest people in the world, like Jay-Z, a bunch of other people. And Jeff Goldblum's like, Oh, wow. Do you have some of the, this gold? Oh yeah. I like the feel of that. Oh, <laughs> like just super, super just strange guy. guy. Yeah. I remember at a, at where I work, we had <clears throat> this guy came in and he was talking to me. He was waiting on somebody else at a different place where I work. And he said, he said, yeah, man, I, uh, he said, do you know this show, whatever? And I thought it was weird because I had just watched an episode of it the night before. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've watched the show. He said, well, I have a drone and a license. And I, he used to live out in California doing stuff like making, he was in like the TV production and stuff. So he had a buddy of his, they were doing, they were shooting some stuff in Houston at NASA. He said, we need some drone footage and somebody who has a license. Can you come do it? I said, yeah, sure. So he goes out there. It's for Jeff Goldblum's show. And they're like, yeah, he's like, so he said, he said wow. he got to talk to Jeff for like an hour and uh, just just cool stuff like that. Was, it's like the world's so small, man. You never know who you're going to run into who's done something with somebody famous, you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. You never know. Seriously, right around the corner. Boom. Someone famous. Yeah. I think it's crazy, man. The m- most famous person I've ever seen in public is whenever I see the head anchor of, of KPLC <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> at a Walmart grocery line. <laughs> You're like, you're like, hey, you got to be up bright and early, huh? Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all I know, you know? I'm trying to think, who's, who's the most famous person I've seen? Um, I don't even know, to be honest. I really don't know who I've seen that's famous. Like, uh, oh, I met J.J. Watt's mom one time. Really? Yeah, kind of awkward. So, no, she's not. It was just the situation was a little awkward. So, mm-hmm. Uh, me, and my mom, and my I think my neighbor or something like that. We went to a Texans game, and we got there early, and like we had good seats and stuff. So we're we're down there, and like, uh, like a lot of the, some people that were there early were just kind of like up against like the railing, closest mm-hmm. to the field. And it's kind of like it's, it's the stands, you know. And uh, so they're talking, and we walked down there too. And I was like, oh, like probably thirteen, fourteen, something like that. And I go down there, and uh, kind of sitting there. This blonde lady's next to me. We're sitting there. And we're watching JJ Watt warm up, and he just starts kind of running over to us. We're like, "Why is JJ Watt coming to us over <laughs> right now? Like, this is cool. Like, we like, am I about to play catch with JJ Watt? Like, what's going on here?" And he runs up, and as I'm like, kind of like hesitating on whether or not I should stick my hand out to kind of like high five or something, and he's like in the zone. You know, he's been warming right. up. He's got the headphones in. He comes up and hugs the lady next to me, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> like, me, and my mom, everybody over was like. <laughs> <laughs> what is like what i was like who are you and she's like oh i'm his mom I'm like oh wow 
crazy. So we sit there, sit there talking and stuff, and come to find out, uh, you know, so JD Watts from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, he's from this. I forgot what tiny town he's from. He's from a super small town. My mom is also from a super small town in Wisconsin. So we stand there cutting up with a lady and stuff. And what JD Watts' mom, super nice by the way. Everybody, we met like pretty much his whole like extended family right there, dude. They're like the nicest people ever. Not not a mean bone in them. Like they were super nice, smiling the whole time, cutting up. And my mom was like, Tyler, like, why don't you take a picture with her? And I'm like, I don't like taking pictures with people. Like, especially like people I don't really necessarily know that well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't want to be like like a fan. I want a fan girl over JJ Watt's mom. Yeah. As a 13, 14 year old. I thought it was awkward. So I kind of like cringed a little bit. And I was like, mom, like, I don't want to do it. And I, I think it kind of made JJ Watt's mom a little uncomfortable too. And so my, my, my mom kept like pressing it though. She's like, just, like take a picture. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. And it just kind of became like an awkward situation. Oh man, did did he did they win the game? No, they put the Packers that night and got blown out. Okay, look, this wasn't the <laughs> Packers, man. This was you. You you made his mom feel bad. It threw off the whole vibe. Yeah, they yeah. lost the game because of you. How does it feel? You know, if they if I single handedly managed to sabotage an NFL game where millions of people attend and watch every night, every Sunday. Now I feel pretty damn special. <laughs> That's your biggest moment of your life. Moment. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But yeah. I think that's the probably the most famous person I've seen. I was on a flight one time and had Andrew Zimmern on it. Really? Su- super small flight. Yeah. And uh, it was a little weird. That was, okay. Because he killed somebody? <laughs> no, no, not Andrew Zimmern. No, I'm like, about the guy that he eats bizarre foods. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Zimmerman. Never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. The guy? No, definitely not. Yeah. No, this, no, no. I was on a flight that killed Trayvon Martin. No, I was on a plane flight with the guy who's on the Food Network who eats weird things. Um, anyways, he was sitting front row of the plane I was getting on. <laughs> right. And uh, as I'm getting on, I like everyone's kind of like in front of me, kind of like saying hi to this guy, and I'm like, "What's odd?" And uh, I see him, and I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of like, I'm kind, I just walk in, and I see him, and I just go, <laughs> like, I just kind of like freeze and like deer in headlights real quick, and it freaked him out too. And he was, and he kind of got deer in headlights and got real worried, <laughs> like I was about to start screaming or something, and. Uh, I was scared to shake his hand then, so I just walked on. You know what he did? He probably went, he's like, wow, that's one of the weirdest exchanges I've ever had. And then he just pulled out some meerkat nuggets and started eating this mid-flight snack right then and there. I wish he would have shared, honestly. Uh, that dude yeah, some crazy like, stuff. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he was probably like, wow, I've traveled all the countries in the world and never have I had a weird experience like that. Thanks, kid. Yeah, it was in uh, it was in Minneapolis. What were you doing in Minneapolis? I was at a, uh, I think I think it was Minneapolis. No, I'm, no, it wasn't Minneapolis. It was um, maybe Jacksonville or Lafayette or uh, Atlanta. Lafayette maybe. I'm in Lafayette. I think it was Lafayette. Yeah, I in think Louisiana? I was in Jacksonville. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like four years ago. I'm on a flight out of Lafayette. 
Where's yeah. uh, where's the farthest you've ever traveled to? Uh, I went to Belize. Fancy. Not so fancy. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's kind of third worldy. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful, beautiful place though. A lot of people. Well, people are really nice. Uh, English is the main language. Um, I'd recommend there. I went to. I've been to Mexico. And uh, I would go to Belize or Mexico. Yeah. Why? Uh, Mexico is very touristy. Where are we going to go? Like all the safe places you're going to go is very touristy. And um, in Belize, I didn't have somebody trying to sell me drugs every 10 feet. Uh, I felt safer. Even though it was a little more run down, I did feel a lot safer there. Um, and also, too, like, it's just, it's just more pretty. Like, it's just you're, you know, everything's kind of, it's not as developed. So more of like raw nature yeah. almost with just like restaurants in it and stuff. Yeah. That's um, nice, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was real nice. And the water's real clear <laughs> and uh, next is like the scuba capital of the world. So Damn. nice. Did yeah. you, were you on a cruise? No, no. We still, we still go a family vacation down there. Oh um, yeah. Like two, two or three years ago. Yeah. Nice. I asked cause yeah. I've been to both of those places and it was cause of a cruise. Oh, okay, cool. Actually, no, no, no. We were supposed to go to Belize. But we ended up not going, so we went to uh, Playa del Carmen. Yeah, that, that's is, that's the place in Mexico I went. Yeah, yeah, that's where we yeah, went. Okay, so we yeah. ended up going to Mexico, dude. They had a guy there. He came up to us. He was like, hey, "Man, you wanna you wanna buy us some rugs?" And we were like, "No, man, like we're good." We were walking to our restaurant. He goes, "Hey, <laughs> you wanna buy some drugs?" And we we're like, "No, <laughs> dude, we're good." And he's trying to like offer a joint to my my buddy. And one of the craziest things I thought, dude, it was super nice shopping district. Like, it was cool because it looked like it was almost yeah. like a really cool outlet mall. Yeah, it's and called like, Fourth Avenue. Yes, everything was yeah. like fancy and everything. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then they had these peddlers just like on yep. the side of the road. And the craziest thing I saw was they had an ATM. And you know they have like the armored trucks, like Brinks armored trucks drive by. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just one guy. He's got a vest on. He's got a pistol, whatever. Dude, one guy was getting the money out of the ATM. Right, there were two other guys. One of them had some type of uh, automatic rifle, something, and the other guy had he had a shotgun and a face mask, so like you couldn't see his face, and it had like some paint over where the mouth was, so it was like. It was, dude. I was like, "Holy!" Shit. I was like, "This, this shit is serious, man." Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Damn, this isn't Brinks. This, this is an upgrade." <laughs> you know, but I mean, I guess it's, I guess it's how that what they have to do. You know. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. Yeah, but dude, let's talk more about Fourth Avenue. That place is wild. Like, you've got super nice restaurants there. The place is massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got all these super nice stores in there, but then on the streets. Yeah, you got the restaurants, like all the kind of like the common restaurants and whatnot. You got the little jewelry shops, little you know the pop up places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, you've got someone trying to sell you drugs only every fifteen feet. Now that's Seriously. that's near the beach, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay, because we yeah. we hopped off our bus, walked through there, and went to the beach, because we went yep. to a restaurant on the beach. Okay, nice. Yeah, wow, it was nice. It was one of those ones where the the girl gives you a shot and she does the little dance thing and like grabs your nipples as she's doing it <laughs> kind of like a coyote ugly type 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 situation Ab- absolutely absolutely gotcha. but a lot a lot a lot cleaner 
okay. and a prettier view. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Pato Carmen, man. Yeah. It's a, uh, that's an interesting place. Very touristy though. Yeah. Very, very touristy. Yeah. It's all kind of very superficial. It's much of money. Not really. Yeah. That one, dude, from what I understand, like, because I mean, if you don't go to a touristy part, I've heard that it's, it could be very dangerous for an American to go. In Mexico, yeah. 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 But, I don't but know about I, other countries. Yeah. But what I've also heard is that even the tour, the touristy parts are only safe because they pay off the cartels to be safe. Probably. Which I I, I don't know how true that is i'm just stating some things that i've heard you know yeah and yeah definitely isn't that insane man that they control it enough to where they're like okay leave this place alone and it's just untouched well if they were there and word got off the cartels were there nobody would go there oh yeah yeah 100%. like all the major all the all the major cruise lines which would, would stop going there i mean all those businesses would be done you know all the hotels all the, the all the tourism business would be done I mean, that'd be yeah. horrible for the economy because that's, I mean, those cities, I mean, that's all their economy is. Honestly, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's that. Um, shit, what else was I going to say? Um, talking about Puddle Carmen. Damn, that's not what I was going to bring up. forgot, though. Damn it. That, uh, that cruise we took there, we were supposed to go to Cozumel, too. But they cut it a day early. They they sent us an email a couple of weeks beforehand saying, uh, your trip is being cut a day short because we have to bring the boat back in to fix one of the rudders. Oh, great. <laughs> and in my head, I'm thinking, is this boat still good to go? <laughs> but they gave us a $100 credit. Which was enough for me to say, eh, if I die, I die. I'll take the hundred bucks, you know? Why so, not? yeah. So they, I get a hundred dollar credit on the boat and we, we go to Playa del Carmen and then we head back to Galveston, which is where we docked from. And we docked back, but they said they allow us to stay another day on the boat. So we stayed the day on the boat. And then we just went around Galveston and did whatever for that day. So it was still pretty cool that we were able to, to you know, kind of stay and do whatever. Yeah. So I enjoyed that a lot, man. It was a, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, if you're not making any sharp turns with the boat, I guess you can function with a shitty rudder. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um, I remember what I was going to say, though. What up? So... Do you remember hearing about those deaths in Playa del Carmen about four years ago? It was those kids, it was those two people from Wisconsin, and then about a, a couple weeks after that, they had some more people die. That was in Playa del Carmen? I thought that was in like a different country. No, it was in Playa del Carmen. It was, it was from bad alcohol. Oh, okay. This is something yeah. different. Never mind. Yeah. yeah what had happened, it was, dude, this happened like two weeks after I got back from there. It happened at the resort next to where I was staying. Damn. Which is wild. But, what the what was happening though is that the bartender at the at the uh well I guess the poolside bar mm-hmm. was serving them bad alcohol. It was alcohol I guess they had you know, I guess they want a top shelf or whatever. You know, that they had previously filled the bottle with uh, you know, crap or whatever it may be. But it it was just bad stuff. 
And so then, uh, just, just keep, yeah, ordered drinks and died. Jeez, man, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. So that's also too part of like the danger of going to Mexico, you know, I mean, you got the cartels and then you got apparently the, the alcohol is also yeah. not good. Dude, there was a place, a lot of people weren't going there. I forget what it was. Look this up, Jamie. A lot of people were, <laughs> I wish I had a Jamie. Uh, they were, they were going and I don't remember if it was like cartels or something, but there, a lot of people were getting killed. I believe it. Probably, and, um, probably that one touristy place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not Cabo, not Palo Carmen. The third one, it's so it's north of Palo Carmen at the point, the Spring Break place. I could have sworn it was a country though. Oh, and I don't remember. I I have no clue. Is it the Dominican I, Republic? I do. Yeah, I think it was the Dominican Republic. Is that what it was? Like all this fame, all this like really like hot, elite people were dying over there. Yeah. I'm like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. This is like what probably three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Continue, please. That's all I was gonna say. What were they dying from, though? Because they didn't figure it out. Thought they were like being kidnapped and killed. Hold on, Dominican Republic deaths. This is that's back in 2017. How many tourists died in Dominican Republic? 13 in 2018, 17 in 2017, out of out of 2.7 million. That's a little small scale. Yeah, I like I like my odds there. <laughs> yeah. Well, did they Shit. say why they were dying? Um. Respiratory failure brought on by fluid in the lungs, known as pulmonary edema. Um, American couples' death in Dominican Republic. That was in 2019. Uh, what is this? I mean, let's go to this. I'm going to click this link real quick. So yeah, from The it. Sun, published in 2019. Oh, wow. Okay, so I kind of gave you, gave you this so we can see it. Maybe like the list of deaths. Oh, heart attack. Huh. I wow. For some reason, I thought there were a lot of people dying because of uh, like kidnapping. Yeah, like some like some shady stuff going down. Um, let me see this. Tourist. Get some interesting stuff here. Kidnapping. Oh, here we go. Tourist kidnapped. Uh, kidnapping in Uganda. 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 <laughs> well, definitely not going uh, to Uganda. <laughs> $500,000 ransom, Uganda. It's all the same chick, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was in 2019, uh, American tourists kidnapped. Um, dude, I wonder, I wonder how many people are actually kidnapped, though. Because, I mean, they're not going to report that. I mean, this made the news because the Ugandan people who kidnapped them issued a $500,000 ransom. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, in... Like if you're a tourist or like in a – what's that one place called in Mexico? I can't think about where all the spring breakers go to. Um, shit. Tijuana? It's like one of those popular places in Mexico. 
I, I honestly, I don't know Mexico that well. I know Playa del Carmen, Tijuana, Mexico City. Uh. <laughs> uh, spring break, Mexico. Watch. You're gonna sh- you're gonna freak out. Uh, you kidding me right now? Where? Cabo. God dang it. Cancun. Ah, yes. Cancun. Shit. God dang. I feel I like I'm about to have a stroke trying to figure that out. Damn. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I mean, anyways, I've heard that like if you kind of deviate from the resorts over there, mm-hmm. and, like the restaurants and stuff in Cancun, then you're likely to get kidnapped. I have, I have heard that from a lot oh, yeah. of people. Yeah, that's it for you. If you do that, yeah. Yeah, done, donezo. So, what what are you looking forward to most once the quarantine is over? Damn, that's a good question. Yeah, what do you miss? Um. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm not going to hear anything else about quarantine and how much longer we're going to be in it, the death rate, the infection rate. Thank God. Longer, it's, like, it's, on, it's, it's, a, it's beating a dead horse at this point. I mean, damn. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I just like hanging out with people again. Just like, you know, be out in public and like doing stuff. The gym. Yeah. For starters. Shit. Oh, there's my mind. Um just some sort of like normalcy, I guess. Um did I tell you I went to CVS yesterday without a mask? No, but I heard in, in Houston now for, for the listeners, I'm in Lake Charles and Tyler is in Houston. So there are a lot of differences in what our governments are doing as far as Louisiana and Texas. So but please continue. So I guess I kind of set the scene. Um, but a week and a half ago, the judge of Harris County, which is what, where Houston's in, um, issued a mandatory mask order. And if you weren't wearing a mask, it was a $1,000 fine. And also keep in mind, too, that Harris County has more people in it than 25 of the U.S. states, including Louisiana. Oh, my gosh. And we're condensed down to a fraction of the size. Yeah. So we're all, we're literally all stacked on top of each other, stacked on top of each other, which like, I get, you know, you, you're trying to prevent the, the spread of it, but you can't, you can't issue a fine like that. But her reasoning for the fine was that, you know, if she didn't, if she didn't implement the fine, the people weren't going to wear the mask. So I get what, what was the fine for? The fine was for, if Not you don't wear a mask. mask? Okay. Yes. And the, the governor Abbott came in and was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. You can't do that. So he repealed it like a day later. Damn. Well, anyways, um, I have to go to CVS a couple days ago and I didn't want to wear a mask. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be in and out. I have to pick up a mother's day card and a razor blade so I can shave some razors. That's it. In and out. I know where it's at. Boom. Take me two minutes. Not, not coughing, not sneezing, not even going to talk to anybody. And as I pull up, some, 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 an older gentleman is walking in, no mask. I'm like, Oh cool. These people are tight. Whatever. Dude. Me and this dude had to be the only people without masks on. Damn. Everybody in there. Now, the workers weren't wearing masks. I will say that the workers were not doing it, but they were um, 
like in exchanging gloves on everything they touched. Like mm-hmm. for every single customer that, that they dealt with, they had a, a new pair of gloves, wow. which I thought was ex- yeah, excessive. But um, anyways, the reason I'm telling the story is because when I went in there, people were avoiding me. I shit you not. And I was getting dirty looks. It was weird. This lady had to pass me by in the aisle. And I'm not even sick. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't smell bad. I looked fine. I'm wearing a collared shirt. Like I, I, like, I don't even look rough, okay? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, just not, I'm just not wearing a mask. And this lady looked at me, gave me a dirty-ass look, and scurried past me. Like, she kind of, like, hugged the edge of her aisle. And I'm not even, like, near her. I was just, like, I even kind of hugged my aisle. Like, bitch, you get away from me, you know? Like, but, yeah. And so they kind of just go to show, like, the fear these people have. Oh, yeah. Like, just the general attitude towards people not wearing masks. And just how, like, I don't know. My opinion, I think we're kind of overdoing it. Um, I actually think we're setting ourselves up for a major catastrophe of a flu season um, here in August. Uh, Whenever we're quarantined like this, you're not exposing yourself to uh, the environment and to other pathogens and um, germs and bacteria. You actually weaken your immune system. So now, so now we've actually set us, we've actually primed ourselves for a horrific flu season. Um, So I believe it. Take that as you will. I, uh, I I can relate to you on the people not liking you without wearing a mask. The other day I had to go to Sam's. Now in Lake Charles, I do I think we had 225 cases in the parish. So I mean, yeah. not a lot. Fortunately, not a lot uh, as Houston. So we haven't had to take those kind of precautions that y'all have had to. Uh, and of course some people are still like people are still social distancing, keeping away from each other. Not that, but as far as like masks go, I've been seeing a lot of people recently where I've been wearing masks, but I mean, for the most part, people are just staying away from each other, washing their hands, you know, doing the right things they're supposed to do. But I go into Sam's and I go into the meat department and I'm getting meat and most of the people there are older people and they're avoiding me and you can only <laughs> see the eyes. So I can see the dirty looks just from the eyes. All right. Now they're looking at me like, like I'm in a nursery injecting babies with the bubonic plague. Like I'm just killing everybody. That's, <laughs> that's the look that they're giving me. And I was just like, okay. I kind of got freaked out. And I was like, I, I got to hurry up. So I hurried up and grabbed my stuff and left. So, because it was, it was very uncomfortable, but I get it. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's just crazy to think because two months ago, nobody was doing this. Well, now two months ago, you know, people yeah. were doing this two months ago was, oh my gosh, that was nervous. The, the 15 days to flatten the curve started. You yeah, know, just about. Well, that's another 15th. thing too. I mean, with this whole thing, we so we initiated this thing to flatten the curve. I don't know when we transitioned to eliminate the whole virus. I mean, that's that's what that's essentially what we're trying to do now. Like, we're trying to eliminate the virus. No, that, that doesn't make any sense. You can't eliminate that virus 
permanently, yeah. it's going to come back happen. up. I mean, if we were able to do that, we would never have a flu season. You know, like, don't you think we figured that out a long time ago? I mean, right. you know, so now we flattened the curve. You know, it's time to start rolling out businesses. But one thing that I don't understand, and you might be able to help me on this one, is why they're keeping small businesses closed in the sense of like trying to prevent people from spreading contact when, whereas they kind of contradict that statement by opening Walmart, Dick's, uh, you know, all these other major, um, like hubs that people right. kind of congregate, you know, I mean, wouldn't it be smarter to almost open up small businesses? It, being a small business owner, I have two small businesses. So I do yeah. the stand up and I have thicket and yeah. without getting too political here, uh, I definitely, I just, I honestly, and this is what, how I feel a lot of other people feel too. We did, we want to get back to work. Like in the beginning, yeah, I can understand, you know, we, we, we don't know how to tackle this disease or this virus, excuse me. Uh, but this is kind of what we have now. And so now we got to deal with it and still move on with life. We can't stay cooped up forever. So yeah. that's that. Yeah. That's my thought on it. I think we definitely do need to get places open. If you're sick, don't go out. I mean, obviously, uh, if you're sick, don't go out. If you've been in contact with somebody, wait, get the tests, whatever you need to do. But I mean, the economy, people can't. And by by no means to the listeners are we scientists, and is any of this fact? We're just kind of talking it out and kind of voicing what we think everybody else is thinking, which is. We need to get back to work. I, I I like to work, and I just I don't I don't get people who don't want to go who don't want to work. Not not as much as because of the the virus, but people who are just like, man, I've enjoyed this because I don't have to work. And like I just paid well. Yeah, I, I've that, never that check is nice. Yeah. I don't get that check, so I don't know. I won't comment on it, but uh, yeah. So that's 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 my two bits on it. I think I think we should respectfully and responsibly, 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 get out there and and get back to work. So I mean, what twenty million jobs, twenty million to twenty million unemployed, just insane numbers that we haven't seen ever. So, yeah. It's nuts. It have is. We, I mean, have we have we officially flattened the curve? From what I understand, yeah, because our healthcare systems can. That was the whole thing. Like flatten the curves right. that way, our healthcare systems don't get overrun. I mean, yeah. even you have people in uh, New York, like Cuomo was talking about. He said, he said uh, we didn't have anybody die because we couldn't help them, which is great because that means yeah. that yeah. that they can they can handle it. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, that means they never see. really reach capacity, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like my understanding of the whole thing, and I'm sure everyone else's understanding as well, was that you know, in essence of flattening the curve, it's almost the same as saying we're expecting everybody to get this since it's so infectious. We just need everybody that's going to get this to not get it at the same time. Yeah. You know, and so we need to spread this out. So that's why we did social distancing. Great. Awesome. We did that. Let's go back to work. Let's go. Let's go back to normal life. 
Yes. I mean, this is this is this is nuts. I mean, yeah. like the you know, and and then of course oil just happens to tank right before <sighs> all this stuff went down, and then this whole lack of demand has just totally ruined oil prices even more, more so. I mean, hell, we might have actually been in somewhat of a market correction, anyways. You know, I don't. I'm not, not definitely in a market crash if this didn't happen, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe like a slight recession. You know, but like like you know, I don't want to call it a recession, but you know, kind of like a market correction where the market takes a you know a little, little bit of a downturn because of because of the oil deal between Saudi Arabia and Russia. Um, you know, that kind of might have put us in a little downturn for a little bit, but nothing like this. I mean, yeah, this is this is nuts. Absolutely. Now, Tyler, I will ask you, I mean, you, you do have a little bit of background, so we can give some credence to what you're saying about the economy if you want to divulge that with us. I'll do my best. Oh, of like, oh, of like the actual economy? Oh. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I thought like, you were going to ask me a question. Okay. No, um, no, what I'm saying is like, like you actually have some backing behind that, so do you want to tell – and like I know, but like anybody who's listening, like they may not know, you know. Oh well, I mean, I work for a pretty much a uh, just a financial investment firm, and um, I'm licensed. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I keep up to date with this stuff. I mean, it's my job. So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of the gist of it. Just trying to give you some credence to what you're saying, you know, some of the oh, stuff for, talking oh, about okay, here. some random. Oh yeah, no, exactly. No, yeah, no, yeah, this, yeah. this is definitely like a conversation that I have like on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, exactly. With a lot on of people. Point. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's real life, you know, and it's just kind of good to, you know, even if I wasn't in it, I think it's I think it's good for people to just kind of know what's going on in the world in terms mm-hmm. of you know, like just production and, and finance and you know how the how the general economy is doing. Absolutely. No. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. 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 I work for an investment firm. <laughs> I have to keep update with stocks and, and, and all sorts of stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Good deal. Well, Tyler, I don't have anything else for you, man. You got anything else? Dude, no, I do not. No. Um, dude, just wondering, hey, how many, how many viewers do you actually usually get on these things? Oh, man, the highest one I had, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, between, because I have it on SoundCloud. I don't really check the SoundCloud. Uh, I checked it one time, and I had like around 40 or 50 views on that one. But then on Apple Podcast, I mean, I'll have like 27 to 40 people watch them. Uh, yeah, and I haven't posted one in a while, and it depends on how hard I push it. But I also don't really know how often – like the, the, the more that I've made, the more I've seen that more people are tuning in longer. So – and that's what I really want. I want to get people to you know sit there and listen to the whole thing. So uh, – but, I mean, I know that's going to take some time. I don't know how the hell long this one is. I think this one – I think we're reaching about like – I think we're like an, like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, something like <laughs> Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah, I think I think we're actually definitely an hour and a half. Yeah, so yeah, so it all depends. Uh, so I haven't. This is the first time I've done in a while since because of school and everything. So, but now that that's all out of the way, I got time to do what's important. So nice, dude. Yeah, this is fun, man. This is cool. I like doing this thing. Me too. Me too, man. I appreciate you having you on, Tyler. Dude, pleasure to be here. Happy to have you do any time for you, man. Awesome. Good deal. I'll talk to you later, man. Bye, buddy. Take care. All right, later.
Later.